What to do, y'all? We're back in the building. OTL podcast number 18. Talk to you about our sponsors first, Tangelo, with nearly 10 years of experience and hundreds, hundreds, friends. A five-star reviews, Tangelo Health is the number one place for anyone suffering from an injury looking for the best team to stay out of pain, to gain the tools to stay out of pain and stay off the leash. From plantar fasciitis to headaches to back, knees, shoulders, elbows, neck pain, that's a lot of pain. Tangelo has been Seattle's trusted expert since 2010 with their innovative integrated approach to care, uplifting experience, and award-winning culture. Tangelo will be on your team. Find out about their Seattle and Portland locations, tangelohealth.com. Don't forget to get your care. Let them know Off the Leash sends you. Second, Coastline Designs. My friend Joshua over there getting the job done. Coastline says, we all know a guy. You need a car fix? I know a guy. You need a haircut? Know a guy. Well, if you need a new logo or design for your business, we know a guy. Coastline Designs and Graphic Design is a great place for anyone wanting to start a business or create signs for your existing business. If you want to start a new brand, update your look for an existing business or create catching storefront signage or apply decals or wrap vinyl onto your car to turn it into a 24-hour advertisement for your business, then call Josh at Coastline Signs today. He is the designer of our off-the-leash stuff uh, worked with a whole bunch of businesses from the YMCA, Walton Beverage, Pepsi, Phillips, 66 Refinery, Metric, OTL Podcast, and Lifestyle. The list goes on and on, still growing no matter what business you're in. Trust Coastline Designs. You can hit them at 360-389-7929. And last but not least, we just teamed up with Transfuse. Transfuse is a premium rapid hydration multiplier and immunity fortifying formula scientifically designed to replenish and reinvigorate all the the cellular levels made with carefully selected natural ingredients, superior quality and potency. Dang, they got all the keywords in there. Transfuse was developed for both immediate impact to combat dehydration and mental exhaustion. Mental exhaustion. We'll get into that a little bit later. Due to extreme activity and long-term immune system support therapy. Shout out to all of our team members. Our guest today, friends, oh my God, is the founder, the CEO of Master Your Mindset LLC, a leader in the field of mental conditioning. I told you he was going to get into the mentals. He was a two-sport Division I athlete, academic, all-American, record-setting, medical sales professional, and has authorized five books. Oh, authored, authorized. He probably authorized them as well. Dealing with peak performance, his innovative training on mindset, culture, and sales psychology have been utilized by some of the world's best organizations and institutions, including, but not narrowed down to, Nike, Zillow, Los Angeles Dodgers, Lululemon, Microsoft, Salesforce, Alaska Airlines, FedEx, Stryker, Novartis. Pharmaceuticals, I see. Boom, boom. He is also a regular mental coach contributor to Russell Wilson's groundbreaking company, Limitless Minds who provide elite mindset training to the nation's top corporations. His client and business partners can attest that managing your mind is the new currency of success. He is the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend. The body is limited, but the mind is limitless. Mm, appreciate it. He about that life. He is Colin Henderson, the one and only. What's up, Jeremy? What's poppin', Colin? I see the OTL. Let's go. I are coming today. Get ready. Hey. I think you just hire me to say that whenever you walk into a room. I need like great job getting the intro, man. People Doing start standing up and just <sighs> Colin Henderson. Thank you. Round of applause. I'd love to bring you into all the all the spots to give me the <laughs> intro. Yeah, that was uh I'm the yeah. hype man with the white towel just getting everybody it's hyped true. up ready to go. I love it. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, that, that's a decent resume, but I learned this from one of my favorite mindset coaches. Shout out to my, my boy Graham the guide, Graham Betchart. I'm more proud of my resume of failures. Hey, straight up. Say that again, please. I'm more proud of my resume of failures because that's Come on. way more impressive Come on. than anything I've ever done where I've found success. But that those failures have put me into a place where I own my own business. I call my shots, but I failed so many times. I messed up nights I wasn't sleeping, self-doubt, like miserable, anxiety, uh, fear, like what's wrong with me? I'm stuck. But just um, having people in your life that, that love you, um, and I'm a person of faith, having that faith and just being relentless and just that relentless pursuit. This is from Dr. Victor Frankel. If your why is strong enough, you can overcome anyhow. 
Mm. So it's overused. Find your why, find your purpose. But there's real, I think, meat to that. And it's sometimes hard to find your why. But I think of, you know, to find your why, it, it goes back to your pain. You see how fast he just dove into the deep end right there? Yeah, you go to your pain. So I'll dig into <laughs> to my pain. So I would, listeners right now, OTL, I'm going to uh, give you a quote from Joseph Campbell. We're going to get along well because I'm a quote guy. I'm going to give you a quote from Joseph Campbell. He says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Facts. So to me is what's something that is holding you back? What's something either that you want, but you're not doing because of fear of what other people think of you're a prisoner of your past or you're afraid of what might happen. You're reliving and you're pre-living. What's that thing that you're, you're aching for, but you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. That's life's golden ticket. That's life's bat signal to go. Yeah, my, my quote on that is it. the treasure you're seeking is hidden in the work you're avoiding. Yeah. So just like lean into it. So what's up world. Happy to be Ooh. on the show. <laughs> He taking that Olympic dive into the defense straight. I mean, might as well get real. I mean, Absolutely. life is too short. Um, I, I hid, I hid uh, this lie being perfect for for too long. Mm. And on paper, I think people would attest. You know, Collins, decent looking dude, popular, has friends, is a good athlete, good student. Probably has no worries. But I feel like that sometimes is a, a group of people that we need to be really watching out for because uh, you know, getting validation and worth on what you think other people think of you. Mm. You know, there's like kind of a few levels here. And I got to give shout out to Jay Shetty. I totally stole this from him, but he's a great follow on, on IG. He says, you aren't who you think you are. You aren't who others think you are. You are what you think other people think you are. Mm-hmm. So I was again, a slave to trying to please other people and hold myself on this like high, you know, high achiever. My value is from doing instead of being. So they, they call us as humans, human beings, not human doing. So if you can shift your perspective from getting your worth and validation and joy and happiness from not from doing, but from being and have everything flow through that, like, am I authentic? Am I present? Am I all in? Am I serving? Am I learning? I think that was some of the biggest learning that I've had to go through to get to this place. Mm. And I, I don't have it figured out. All I say to this place, as in I've been married almost 10 years, five kids, have my own business. Um, you put I, in some work. I've authored five books. Yeah, like I said, my resume of failures is way more impressive. So we can just, I'll, I'll press the pause button. You can come at me with some questions, man. No, I, I love it. No, I think, uh, just a backstory, we got connected through uh, my brother, one of my partners in crime, Tyler Hansen, uh, said, you got to talk to this guy. So I Figured out how to get hold of him, contacted him, hunted him down out here in the beautiful Issaquah, Washington. Issaquah, Izzy. Back here on the back deck. We can get it wherever. Let's go. Uh, but no, I, I spent the last couple of days kind of just diving in just to, uh, I'm big to to get into what makes people tick. Um, and I I love sitting down with, with powerful people. And what I mean by powerful people is, People who, like you just said, like your life resume, Jesse Itzler, I, I love Jesse Itzler's, like build your life resume. Right. And like your willingness to to get in the arena, my favorite quote of all time is Theodore Roosevelt's man in the arena. Yeah. Uh, it's not the person who can put, like who points out how the doer can do it better or worse, but it's the man in the arena, bloodied, scarred, you know, mm-hmm. putting in the work. And I love... And uh, it's not that person in the cheap sheets, uh, cheap sheets, cheap seats. <laughs> cheap sheets Shout out too, to <laughs> Dr. Brene Brown, who brought yes. this quote back, super popular to talking about being, being vulnerable. Love it's, Brene Brown. It's, uh, how many of us worry about what other people think? Like we are just totally overthinking. What is my, what my parents think? What is that? My former high school friend think? What are they going to say on Facebook? What if they don't agree with me? Or you get feedback that says this will never work. Or I don't think this is very good. Or why, why would you do that? It's like, if you're not in there getting your ass kicked, you know, I don't need your opinion. I just don't. Yes. But those of you who are in the arena, out there being vulnerable, willing to fail, being open, like, I'll, I will definitely listen to you. Yeah, I was just, I was listening to a, a podcast. Uh, one of my favorites is Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory. Uh, From Tacoma. <laughs> Straight up. 
from Tacktown. Uh, and he was talking to, uh, his name escapes me right now, but he's a billionaire. And he was talking about all the times that he heard, like, this will never work. And he's like, something different clicked in my mind than most. It's like, if this if this will never work, that tells me that there's no competition. Mm. Like, if yeah. I can go and attack this, there's very few people that I'm going to have to compete with at that level, you know? And uh, and that, like, really stood out to me. And there's people who just see things differently. Like, they hear things differently. They approach things differently. And the the people in the arena, like, who are willing to push buttons, and that, that's been the kind of, like, the keynote of my life is that I always had three rules when it came to kind of what I do is to find what I love doing, find a way to make money doing it, and doing it with the people I love to do it with. Mm-hmm. And just to push buttons, like, try this. All right, that's not it, but that, I like that part of it, so let's apply that to something else and, and just keep going. And I think I checked on, the, on our last podcast that your ability to self-soothe is really important. Like, the ability to learn your lesson and take it into the next step and not marinate in in what was or what could have been, um, but applying to what to what comes next. And so uh, just listening to to you and listening to you talk to to your sphere of influences and and the people that you look up to it just was very evident to me that you you want to get it right and that's another Brene Brown quote I'm not not here to be right I'm here to get it right you know and whether that's you know personal life or business or sports it all comes back around I've always had this philosophy that I care more about who you are than than what you do because if we can get who you are right what you do becomes a whole lot easier. It's just an outpouring of, of who you are. It's just an extension. But it's hard to know who you are. Totally. That's that's the challenge. Well, and the thing I think that you I think the thing we find out is that you're only able to find those things out by the failures, by trying, by doing, like pushing your limits. What what is my limit now? Okay, now that I found my limit, how do I push back on my limit? And the things that you find out about yourself through the failures are so important. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because that's, that's when you find, that's when you find the tools in order to give to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the beauty of, of what, what you do, uh, is that you have the ability to, to hand those tools to people, um, to say, I, I've done this, I've done this work. You know, my, my situation may not be identical to yours, but, but let's try it. Let's, let's try this mm-hmm. tool. Let's try this one. You know, it might set yourself up for a little bit more of a successful outcome. Which is why I think coaching is vital. Absolutely. How can you get better if you don't have a coach? Because I think what a coach does is let's take a look at the story that you're telling yourself. Now let's reframe that story to what is maybe more accurate of the, of the truth. And that right there is a, a tool in and of itself. Yeah, so because you just look at the brain is hardwired to work against you. 80% of human thoughts are negative, Jeremy. So four out of five thoughts are conditioned to be negative. And then... 95% of those are reoccurring. They're on a loop. So we're like therapy or coaching or mentorship or having like a close group of friends, a tribe, doesn't matter, who are willing to have these deep conversations. And training the mind is like training your body. If I go to the gym and just look at the weight or go on to spin and just click in but not pump the pedals, I'm not building strength. So to build mental strength, to build you know, your fitness mentally, you got to do some work. But having a great coach that cares about you, that inspires you, and really asks phenomenal questions, mm. gives you a few examples to make something complex really simple, and then to teach you, here are some skills and drills you're going to train daily to build that elite mental toughness. And really it comes down to, if, if I can funnel all the mental skills, there's really two the first is self-awareness, and the second is perspective. Mm. So if we can have elite self-awareness, who am I? Who am I striving to be? There are three U's, the real, ideal, and public self. Say that again. There are three U's. The real you, the ideal you, and the public self. Write that, write that down. Most people in this day and age are so obsessed over this public image. And I would say the... This like real you is like who knows what that is. You have your IQ and all that type of stuff, but who is the ideal me? I'm working to be the best version of me, and I, that's a relentless pursuit. So it's like I call living in alignment is I I know who I am, I know what I stand for, I know who I'm striving to be, and I know what I need to do to get there. I, I know I have some 
guideposts on actions to do. I mean, that's self-awareness. I know my strengths. And if you're in business, write this down. Different is better than better. Find what makes you unique and exploit that in the service of others. Like that's your superpower is being mm-hmm. different. Like everyone else is already taken. So your your story, your quirks or your background, like optimize those. That's elite self-awareness. And then also under that umbrella is um, how do you manage that internal state like like fear? Do you have some tools to get back to the present moment? And then perspective is like how do you handle adversity challenge change? You know, uh, gratitude, um, having that like clear, clear vision and having that growth mindset, you know, it's the power of yet. I don't have it yet. So, um, started talking. I don't know if I even answered your question. No, that's, that's great. I, the, that ideal, that ideal image, uh, is, that's one of my, uh, laws to live by as, as an individual, um, and as a coach is that I choose to see everyone in their ideal state. Mm -hmm. So when, I'm interacting with them, whether it's, you know, whether it's sport based or individual based and they're dealing with something or they're doing something that's frustrating me or they're falling short or, you know, they're missing a shot. Like I'm, I'm always treating them as if I see them fully accomplished to what they have the potential to be. Mm. So I always remain in a hope state with them Mm -hmm. and I'm talking them into that place. So every time these people are interacting with me, they actually get to see a version of themselves they may not see on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know that I, I believe in them. I see something in them and I'm mm-hmm. able to take myself out of their own emotional state. Uh, and there's something that I was listening to on a podcast that was dealing with parenting, but I think it applies all across the board is that when you like as a parent with a child, if you meet them with the same emotion that they're in, you become not just you become not a parent, you become their peer. Yeah. And same thing with authority, you know, if kids throwing a, a fit on your team and you meet them with that same angry, upset, get on the line, you know, it's as opposed to, you know, what they need in that moment, you know, that's the difference for me, I say, between managers and coaches. Coaches are the people who get in, in the trenches with you. They, they've gone through the work of figuring out how to take you somewhere new mm-hmm. to give you the tools that you need. And managers are there for the paycheck. They like to roll out a system. They like to roll out the ball and let's scrimmage for an hour. You know, if this kid doesn't like my system, then it's that's the kid's fault. You know, but people who are actually there to empower, you know, they don't. They're constantly learning. You know, uh, I just read, was reading through some stuff earlier, and I read this this quote that I totally forgot about, and it says, "If you're green, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotten." Mm-hmm. You know, and so how do we constantly put ourselves in that state of? Uh, I forget. I forget her name. But she was a uh, an Olympic volleyball player. Um, name escapes me. But she was. They're asking how do you how do you keep on this route of constantly getting better? You know, you've smashed all your goals you've set out for yourself. How do you stay motivated? And she says, I constantly wake up every morning with the state of I'm just getting started. Like I've only just begun. I know nothing. You know, and you just you stay in that state of of being a a sponge. So true. I think we're talking about coaching and why it's important. It's hard to really know maybe your purpose or your why, but yeah, like training your mind, like it's just, it's, it's a daily pursuit. It's a daily practice, whether a mindfulness or journaling or coaching or, you know, buying a course or, uh, just, you know, it's important to prioritize your mental health. If I'm doing a workshop, you know, with like women usually, cause they're the worst at this because they do so much and they put so much pressure on themselves and I would say, if you were to rate your top priorities one through five, what, what would you put? And most people don't put themselves first. So they're, you're managing all these other things. And like, so maybe your fitness or maybe your, your health, your mindset is just going by the wayside, whether like it's affirmations or goal setting or closing your eyes to visualize things that you want, you know, to have the grace to say, hey, I'm going to focus on the process, not the outcome. The pursuit is happiness not this outcome that I'll be happy when I get this thing. That's the biggest lie we, we often say. Without a doubt. Or prioritizing, you know, have a, having a daily gratitude practice to focus on what you have because most people wake up and they focus on what they don't have. So that's why I'm glad getting on podcasts like this because, like, again, the mission of Master Mindset, the company that I founded, is to transform lives 
and normalize mental skills training. You don't mm-hmm. need to be stick to get better. So I think it'd be important, you know, to maximize our, our, our time, Jeremy, is let's give them a system. Let it out. And we're talking pre-show, and I think um, how do you transform yourself? How do you develop a new skill? Well, it's three steps. It's awareness, system, and then taking action. So let's get some questions to raise awareness or let's let's in introduce a concept. Let's give them a system, and then now it's your turn to take action. It's uh, K minus A equals zero. Knowledge minus action equals nothing. It's true. So Knowledge is not power. No, it's, <laughs> it's this knowledge-action gap. I and mean, we know to lose weight, we should eat the right things and exercise. But we don't do it. There's this, like, gap in between. That's where mindset training is so important. It give you the mental-emotional skills to get out of your own way and have a, a plan and a process to optimize what you have to be clear, to be present, and to always attack we're not passive. We're going to wake up like a lion, not a gazelle. Because listeners, when you wake up, are you avoiding stuff all day? Or do you wake up, are you going after something? So let's have a game plan to wake up and just go after something. Worthwhile. That's it. So, yeah, let's talk about, okay, if I was going to sit down with you, and we're gonna, I'm going to be, I'm your mental coach. So whether you're a student, whether you're a teacher, whether you're in business and sales and coach, if you're doing CrossFit, if you're an athlete, your parent, kid, does not matter. I'm going to break down five mental skills. These are my five pillars, okay? Number one, I kind of mentioned it, it's self-awareness. So I want you to do right now to kind of introduce why I got in this place. Like seven, eight years ago, if you were to look up hot mess in the dictionary, you'd, look, you'd see my face because my blood pressure, high 140s, wasn't sleeping. We had our second kid, and I wasn't even grateful for it. I wasn't even, like, there. I was like so in a, in a funk. I wasn't doing well at work. I was in a role that did not fit my skill sets. I wasn't accessing certain customers, and I was just miserable. But in this season, I read a book uh, called Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shermin. And before that, crushing Netflix, watching movies, watching sports, I wasn't going to the mind gym. I would exercise, but I would not exercise. What this book taught me is, wow, Jeremy, we have this inner critic. Like I'm so negative. We all have this judge in our minds. True. And why am I so negative? Well, because the brain's hard, hardwired the way. Your brain is designed to survive, not thrive. It's designed to survey the environment, look for threats, you know, danger, challenges. But we're not being chased by lions and tigers. It's like, how do I look? What do people think about me? What if I mess up? So just recognizing that critic, mm-hmm. that is like self-awareness step number one. Just aware that your first thought most likely will be negative, but your second, third, and fourth thought doesn't have to be. So have like a, a reset phrase, reset word to get back to the present moment. And then, and then part of being self-aware is a state that's called conscious competence. There are four levels of mastery. First is unconscious incompetence. I don't know what I don't know. Level two is conscious incompetence. I'm aware now. There's a gap. That's where coaching's great. That's where small group, that's where masterminds, because you're going to like be aware of what's holding you back. And then step two is conscious competence. I'm going to build a plan and I'm going to rep these over and over again to get to level four, which is the most powerful, which is unconscious competence. I do it without thinking. This is a part of who I am. So challenge number one, ladies and gentlemen, let's, just, let's make mental training super simple. Reflect your last day or your last week. What are some common negative thoughts? Or some false stories that you're telling yourself, or you've been conditioned. I tell a story about Andy the elephant. Andy the elephant, as a young elephant in the circus, when he was a young elephant, the the, the ringmaster put a, a rope around his ankle and you know put a stake in the ground. And he was trying to break free, but he couldn't because he's not strong enough. And over months, years, he stopped trying. He believed that I'm not strong enough, and now he's a full-grown elephant. Doing his doing his like tricks in the circus, he goes to the corner. They put the rope on. He doesn't even try to break free because he thinks he's not not strong enough. So, what things have you told yourself that you can't do? You know, are you a prisoner of, of your past? The mind's limitless. There's this cool force, Jeremy, called neuroplasticity. Your brain can literally change itself. I mean, we think that. The brain is fully developed when we're 25 and it's fixed. No, you can literally, it's malleable. With changing your self-talk, changing your, your daily habits, you can create new neural pathways, new mental grooves. But I think number one is just recognize when you're negative because four to five thoughts are going to be negative. And if you speak those out loud, Jeremy, there's research out of uh, Harvard, Georgetown. 
it's up to four to seven times more powerful than being Facts. positive. Yeah. Do you know Carolyn Leaf? Have you heard of Carolyn Leaf? She has a book called Turn Your Brain On or Turn On Your Brain. She's a she's a neuroscientist, and that was like one of the first books that I read that really, like, blew my mind open to, to the brains, to capacities, and and I'm also, um, a very faith based person, um, and it was just brought new lights to, just the verse. It's like new mercies every morning, you know, and just going into the to your brain is producing, you know, you free money to spend every time you wake up while you're sleeping on creating pathways, you know? And so you can use those to, you know, repair. You can use those to create new pathways. Like it's a blank check for you. You just don't know you can spend on something different. And I think that's the, the value of, of what you do is that you're, you're telling people you're, you know, one of my favorite movies I've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times is Inception. Uh, and there's, have you seen Inception? Inception, you got a brother dreaming. Dream. I use this in sales. It's like you plant the message into the customer's mind. You proactively, you run the narrative. Straight up. And there's the, there's the part in there where he can, he can no longer dream. So he has to bring in the girl in, you know, and, and so they're in the dream and the dream starts collapsing and they wake up. She freaks out and she runs out the room. And, uh, you know, the professor says, you know, aren't you going to go chase her down? Like, you got to go get her. And he's like, don't worry, she'll be back because reality is not good enough for her anymore. And just this idea of sometimes people don't realize that there's another option, you know. But when you invite people, when you don't tell people what to do, but you invite them into a better option in a way that they can choose it for themselves, when you actually show them what's possible, that, one, it creates sustainable change because they chose it for themselves. They've seen value in it. And there's even more value when the person teaching and has gone through the hard work themselves. Um, but just that idea of it has to be something that people choose for themselves, you know? And I think you, I mean, I, I just met you, but I already know just the way you interact with people that the energy that you, do you give the confidence that you speak with, it shows years of, of challenging times. Like, trust me, I've tried all of the wrong ways, <laughs> Like I'm giving you the best of all of the learning, the researching, that you know, listening to to all these the best people in the world to do this, to be able to bring you down these simplified tools to you to apply to your regular life, and um, and I have so much respect for you for in that. You're, you're a savage too, my friend. I'm learning <laughs> from you. And I think the other part let's go back to the self awareness is <clears throat> how present are you? Are you even aware of where your like your focus is? Because our, our brain can be in like three different spots, like past, future, or present. So my biggest challenge is for most of my life as a performer, athlete, human being, I would relive and I would pre-live. I would be, uh, you know, if you have one foot in the past, one foot in the future, you're shooting on the freaking present moment. And you're not experiencing it. So... Pardon, pardon my language. No, drop, drop bombs. Yeah, on. so it's like... Dropping deuces. Part of that <laughs> self-awareness is like, am I here? So if I'm, if I'm doing workshops, I'll say, where are you? And I train them to say back to me, right here. So that's elite self-awareness is training your mind when your mind's drifting to get it back to the present moment. And Harvard, there were two scientists in Harvard that showed, uh, I think, 47% of our time around there, we are not present we're thinking about the past or the future we're not focusing on the task at hand mm. you know because think of like cell phones news people in our life media like we're just it's uh, these cell phones with like all the apps i'm guilty as everybody like we're just not present mm -hmm. like we're thinking about work that email so when you have five kids eight and under like i have to train myself you know, am i am i with them right here i mean my body's here but is my is my focus here so a few things i i have people do in the moment just to get back present is What's one thing you can see right now? Focus on it. What's one What's one thing you can hear? Like, listen, hear it. What's one thing you can feel on your skin? Yeah, how about, let's just take one deep breath. Your, your breath is present. And then if you can, I want you to take your shoes off and feel the floor underneath you be where your feet are. So it's like, where am I? Mm. Peak performance is in the present moment. Shame lives in the past. Fear lives in the future. Peak performance, bliss, 
empathy, joy, human optimization, being in a flow state. Shout out to my boy, Dr. Mihai Chicks at Mihai is in the present moment. Present moment focus. That's elite mental training. I'm present. That's why mindfulness is so critical because we can literally, we can literally, we, we, we're going to talk about flow next when we talk about self-talk, but being in the flow, you can, you can train that. Bad thoughts are bad. Good thoughts are good. No thought is best. I can't jump a level and skip, you know, good thought to get to flow if I'm being negative. Bad is stronger than good. So that first self-awareness is, am I present? And can I recognize when that critic pops up? That's not the real me. That's, for me, just self-awareness is, where is where, where's my focus? Past, future, present. Let's just train present moment focus. If you wash the dishes, wash the dishes. Brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. Are, with you, are you a Jim Quick fan? I don't know who that is. Really? Yeah. Is Ooh, he Jim Quick about to change your life. He's yeah. a he's a learning expert. Um, but he had a, a traumatic brain injury when he was little, and then from then he dedicated his life to teaching people how to learn. Is, uh, is he Asian? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this guy. Um, yeah. but he has these challenges. These present moment challenges that are really good i can send them to you that's like one is like brush your teeth with your left hand or your opposite hand because mm-hmm. it's you, you can't think about anything else yeah. when you he's an opposite hand, like, yeah, but like here's a question like your last meal did you really taste the food right you know when you had a conversation were you like on the phone were you looking at your apps you know so i want to keep moving because i want to get through these totally so um number two is is the power of, of self-talk language matters we say around the research is all over the place but like anywhere between 30 to seventy thousand thoughts to ourselves per day and even some research shows up to 1400 words to ourselves per minute so the brain thinks in pictures not words but the words we say create pictures in our mind and these pictures are crystallized into our, our subconscious your body is your subconscious so you act out what you see in your mind everything happens twice first in our mind then in real life Rewind that and watch that list that back three times. <laughs> He's been like Buster Rhymes right now, yeah. with that twist of so, overnight celebrity life. So think about this: when <laughs> when you wake up to to do anything in your job, in your sport, in anything, giving a speech, you know, doing a, a lift. Um, you know, we have people lifting. Like if you're if you're paintballing, like before you're about to execute like a, a maneuver or a, like a certain tactic, are you focusing on what you don't want or what you do want? Because if your mindset and self-talk, your internal language, is focusing on what you don't want, guess what you're doing? You're basically... Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> you are creating a pathway for your subconscious to act out, and you don't even know it. Up to 97% of our actions are controlled by our subconscious mind. Not really. Yeah. So, and I think... Like, uh, almost half of those, you're, 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 like half of them, like, you aren't even aware of them. You're not even aware so this is where proactively training self-talk and having some go-to anchor statements, like an anchor on a ship is going to hold that ship when there's waves and wind. It's going to hold you down. And if I'm holding, Jeremy, a cup, a 10-ounce cup of water, and I pour a gallon of water in that cup, how m- much water is in that cup? Like only but that cup can hold. 10 ounces. So by having certain things you say to yourself or certain things that you visualize pre-performance, you're blocking out negativity. This is called thought replacement because we can only focus on one thought at a time. So before that rep, see yourself how you want to execute that rep. I can crystallize it. Before that speech, instead of focusing on what you don't want or screwing up, focus on I'm going to smash. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I was born for this. Yeah, and there's That's a, one of my phrases. Yeah, and there's a few things that I'll <coughs> teach you. So uh, this is what we call developing your advertising campaign, your internal ad campaign. So if I said, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, um, Loving it. That's it. Geico, 15 minutes can save you. 15% or more in your car insurance. Yeah, so advertising works. It just does. So instead of going into an environment thinking about why you're not worthy or why you're not good enough or what people are going to think or why you're going to fail or I don't want to fail, Let's have an ad campaign like Inception to influence ourselves to act as the best version of us. So there are a few ways. Number one, I want you to write down, when have you had success before? That's more real than creating worst case scenarios of things that might happen. And go to that. Um, also, number two is write down the type of preparation you've done 
to earn the right to be confident in this moment. Because I can give myself affirmations, but if those affirmations aren't supported with action, I'm not credible with that self-talk. Are you a David Goggins fan? He calls go to the cookie jar. The cookie jar. Yeah. My guy. He goes to, to the David cookie Goggs. jar <laughs> when he needs it. It's like I've overcame hard things. Straight and up. if you look at the BBC lab out of the UK, Andrew Lane, they looked at 44,000 people. That's a lot of people for a study. Look, looking, for, looking for confidence. So what's the number one source of confidence, Jeremy? Experience? No, self-talk. Hmm. Saying things like, but it's, it's, you're also credible. So like I, I can do hard things. Um, I can learn from this. But it's like you're influencing, so thoughts become things. That's, that's one of my favorite hashtags, hashtag TBT, not throwback Thursday, hashtag thoughts become things, energy flows where focus goes, like attracts like, but what you resist persists. So if you're resisting something and avoiding, you're going to attract it. So I've had success before. When? What work have I, have I put in? I'm, I'm, I'm credible. Now, other, one, other part of it is what are your like, affirmations, focus keys? I call them like I am statements. And my three are I am courageous, I am present. I am authentic. You become what you think about the most. That's so, great. So if you say, uh, I always forget names or I'm, I'm, I don't ever finish well, or guess what? You're right. If you think you can, you can. If you think you are or you aren't, you're right. So let's, let's, let's write down. I did this exercise with my uh, wife. She runs a business and, uh, she has some goals. I was like, let's, let's write down some powerful affirmations that you put on your phone that you look at every single day and you embody those and you act your way into the feeling because you won't always feel motivated. So act different than how you feel. Let's use language. And this is called the thought cascade. Your thoughts and your self-talk influence your feelings, your emotions, your biochemistry, and the actions you take. And therefore, your, your performance is a direct offspring of what you said yourself, and I said it before I went on that rant, is everything in our life happens twice, first in our mind, then in real life. Faith and fear have a lot in common. Which one are you going to focus on? And then I would say, you know, have those affirmations, like three or, three or five, and put them on your phone, put them on your mirror, and just read those and just see yourself and body those. I was coaching a, a, a sales rep, and his goal was to get like two orders a month. I was like, that's like one every other week. What if you get one a week? Think, think you can do that? Yeah, maybe. It's like, well, it's never thought about that. Yeah, I was like, well, it's really it's just one a week. Let's just break down the numbers. Can you get one a week? Then for for the quarter, that's twelve. And I like to say, you know, aim low and hit. So what? Aim high and miss. That's that's pretty cool. So what if your goal is thirteen for the month? For far, sorry, for the quarter. I'm like, now let's start acting like a thirteen. Straight up. What would a thirteen do? Not not a six. Six would be you know, two a month. Let's w- tell me what a 13 would do. Well, they'd probably do this, 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 like, that's your plan. Start acting like a 13. You know, it starts with how you see yourself. It starts with having a vision and start acting like it. Act different than how you feel. And language is going to be your most powerful tool to act your way into the feeling. Well, I think that's, that's what makes your life so valuable. Colin, is that, I, I said like a like a great book, you know, that's that's very transformative. The most transformative people, books, content I've ever experienced are the ones that they lay this mirror in front of you and they set a table for you to feast from. You know, you, you he's not setting beating that goal because you said he should or he could. He's going to do it because he actually saw it in himself. And that's that's the beauty and that fine line as somebody who has influence, when you take yourself out is that, you know, people aren't successful because you were a part of their process, but they were successful because you set the table for them to eat for themselves. Yeah, when it was cool is he texted me the next week. He's like, I, I got an order of 12 this week. I basically hit my whole quota in one massive order. And you were like, and? <laughs> Now, so I'm, it was, not, I'm not surprised, mother. Yeah, well, I I didn't want to I I didn't want to say what's next. I was, I just wanted to like celebrate that for him. I was like, dude, crush it. Of course you did. To- right. Of, that's what that's what I'm saying. Of, of, you're of, like, cor- of course you did. I'm so proud of you. Let's go. And I didn't even say anything else because like, because I think it's easy to to not celebrate those wins. Totally. You know. Um. And then I want you to set an intention. 
and, and visualize it and, and go to the mind gym every day and just see it. That's one thing that my mindset coach, so I, I told you, I, I switched, no, I took this book, learned about this critic, changed companies, had a, a mindset coach that was a sales trainer that really taught nothing about selling all mindset. I want you to watch this phrase if you're, in, if you're selling anything. Sales psychology beats sales strategy every day of the week. Selling's a mental game. Because how many sales calls do you lose prior to the call? Because you're not present or you're not, you don't believe in yourself or you're trying not to mess up. Well, you guess what? You've already lost. Selling's a mental game. Having this abundant mindset, having this servant mindset. You know, I don't sell anything. I'm serving. I'm bringing value and I'm, I'm empty. I'm listening. So anyway, um, he's like, what's your goal for this year? He's like, I guess the only thing I can tangibly get is to be rookie of the year. He's like, well, okay, here's the hotel we're staying at. Pick out your outfit right now. Here's an image of the ballroom. See yourself every day in that ballroom wearing that suit and, and giving your speech. So like, okay, I'll do that. So I would do that exercise, and I would just see it, and then I would start to act like I was the rookie of the year. I would do I work my ass off. What a rookie of the year would do. Yeah, what would a rookie of the year? So it's like behaviors precede success. So you can't, this is from Jim Carrey, so you can't just visualize and eat a sandwich. But by visualizing, it creates a vision to get your ass out of bed, and it's going to motivate you. So if you're not motivated, find a new motive. Get someone that's going to get you moving and then just crystallize it, see it, thoughts become things. And then I developed this system that I call the Ha Method. I have, I am, I will. I have is gratitude. Think of gratitude every morning. I am. Give yourself those affirmations. I will. Set that intention for that day and connect to that vision as if it's already done. So I was the top rookie that year. Set a sales record. You know, the rep before me was getting four to five orders a month. Uh, month five, I got 50. Month 13, I, I got the people. I, I, I got 100. Read the resume. So <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, like, I, again, look up hot mess. I was a hot mess. I was in my own way. I was struggling. I wasn't happy. I wasn't healthy. But I just had a set of mental skills. Mm. And I was willing to do the work. Winners do what non-winners are not willing to do. So part of self-talk is to carve out time to go to the mind gym, to visualize. There's research. I know some people listen to this podcast, you know, you lift weights or you do, you're into fitness. Well, there's research that shows that a group would lift weights for a half hour a day for a month. Group two, no lifting. Group three would just visualize lifting weights. But no lift, they didn't lift weights. The group that lifted weights increased their strength by 30%. Group two, no improvement. Group three, that would visualize, they increased their strength by 13%. The brain can't tell the difference between a real and imagined event. Facts. So there's, there's so many studies on that, too. It's Yeah. It's and so basketball, beautiful. the same thing, like shooting free throws. Yep. Like the group that uh, shot free throws increased their percentage by 24. The group that just visualized increased their percentage by 23. So I can just give you, I can give you a million examples of this. So I'm just saying, if you're about that life, you want to get better, go to the mind gym. So just take four slow, deep breaths in the moment. Just slow down your breathing. Just connect to your body. Unleash any, I'm sorry, unlock any tightness, tension. Three to five thoughts of, of gratitude. Just really connect to and like lower that threshold of gratitude. And then that's the I have. And the I am is affirmations. This is what I call feed the good wolf. You have two wolves in your mind, the the negative wolf, the bad wolf that says things like, you're too old, too young, you look good, you have the education, blah, blah, blah. Then you Starve have this, that boy. Yeah, then you have <laughs> the good wolf. The positive was like, I got this. Why don't we attack, compete? And who wins? The one that wins is the one that you feed. Straight up. So thoughts become things. You know, you become what you think about the most. And then visualize what you want. Most people, if I'm coaching them, I ask you, what, what do you want the most? They can't tell me. So if I'm leaving the hangar at, at SeaTac, I know where I'm going. I have the coordinates locked. And if there's turbulence I can't see, I, I have the corners. I'm going to trust it. And when you know what you want, it activates the RAS, the reticular Activates activating system. system. Yeah, so it's like a heat-seeking missile that flushes out. It doesn't matter. It's like it gives you ideas, almonds. You just have these hunches. Your, your subconscious find ways to, to make happen what you have thought about. So that's number two. Number three is self-image. Our limits begin where our vision ends. How can you become what you don't believe? How can you become what you don't practice? The most powerful force, according to the GOAT, Tony Robbins, is how you see yourself. <laughs> His special on, on Netflix, <clears throat> I'm going to say one F word. Is that okay? Sure. So the, the guy's like, Tony, how'd you build this empire? He's like, I built this motherfucker. 
man, I don't have a college degree. My mom, you know, divorced four times, no money. But I built this person. So don't find yourself, create yourself. You can be anything. Don't find yourself, create yourself, act like a 13. Thanks. Yeah. Another cool point from a book that I encourage everyone to read is Atomic Habits by James Clear. One of the greats. It's just classic. These atomic habits. So if you guys write anything down or starting a business or want it to change, want to lose weight, want to get stronger, just write this down and embody these words. A little, a lot. Not a lot, a little. These micro habits done daily, this is called the slight edge. This is called the compound effect. It's going to eventually compound. And it's like pushing a car up a hill. If you push, 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 and then you stop for like a week, it's going backwards. If you can just constantly just keep pushing, pushing, once you get to the top of the hill, you've hit, you hit this threshold, it's downhill. And you just embody what you think, believe. But he, he says, James Clear now, he says that uh, the number one driver of behavior is identity. That's why these I am statements are so powerful. Absolutely. So a way to do this is, okay, what are my core values? Number one. Like, what's important to me? I have an exercise. I draw a triangle. It's like, this is your truth triangle. And the image of a triangle also means delta, means change. And the arrow is pointing upwards. And that arrow is what you're going to create for yourself, which is called your self-image comfort zone. How many people sabotage greatness because they, they feel, I'm, I don't deserve this, or I'm not worthy of this, or no one in my family has ever done this before, or I don't deserve to be with this person, or I don't, my uh, batting average is normally 285. I'm not supposed to be hitting 340, so you get back down to sabotage, you, yes. sabotage it. Or, and when you're below that self-image comfort zone, like you bust your ass to get back to how you see yourself. So let's just recalibrate how we see ourselves. So I say inside the triangle, I want you to just decide what's the best version of you. What are three traits that's the best version of you? Start acting like it. So I told you mine, to be authentic, to be present, to, to be courageous. I'm going to embody those. Then the outside triangle, I want you to pick, if you're identity, I want you to pick three core values that you're going to live, you're going to model, you're going to, you know, train these things. And I, I talk about being a G. You know what it means to be a, a G, Jeremy? I'm sure there's a lot of G words. G right. up from the feet up. That's it. Gratitude, giving, and growing. That's that's why that's why I really I, I I value that. Um, so develop that healthy self image, people. Like, and you get to decide. It's like going to a diner, opening up a menu. You get to decide. Like, what's the best version of me? What's important to me? Write them down. I learned this from Pete Carroll's book, Win Forever. After being fired at two spots in, in the NFL, he's like, I have no job. I have not been authentic, so I'm going to write down my, my, my philosophy, which is always compete and be myself. Worked at USC and worked, worked for Seahawks. Go Hawks. Now, the fourth mental skill we want to teach, which I think might be the most important, which, which is courage. This is from Maya Angelou. She says, courage is the most important of all the virtues because you can't practice any other virtue without Victory goes to the vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So when I tell people to spell no fear, so listeners of podcasts, how would you spell no fear? Most people spend, spell it N-O-F-E-A-R. That's not true. We're, we're taught, we're lied to that we shouldn't feel fear. There's something wrong with us if we're afraid. That's not true. I want you to K-N-O-W fear, no fear. Fear is a physical response to a mental threat. Fear is a physical response to a mental threat. And if you have any fans of, of Marshall Mathers, Eminem, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. It's a physical response to a mental threat. You know, so if we can interpret these nerves, you know, you have a choice. Is it a threat or a challenge? If you see this as a threat to your ego, to your you know, value to the world, to being liked, it's going to activate fight, fight, freeze, hide. If it's a challenge, it's going to activate flow. Going back to that, that term. And uh, it all comes down to, like, how you interpret, like I said, have elite perspective. Is this real fear or fake fear? It's probably fake fear. If I mess up in this presentation, is, is someone going to shoot me? No, if I miss, you know, that shot or miss a tackle or a strikeout or make it, have an error or whatever, it, no, it's part of being a human. So the thing I want to teach you guys is come up with a reset word. 
is failure a devastation or an education? If I can reprogram my mind to, okay, let's have a reset word to gather myself, reset, refocus, rise, and really believe this kind of core principle of mindset training to elevate our adversity tolerance is this. Adversity is life's golden ticket to take us to a place we could have never gone if we choose to use it the right way. Mm. So, so, I, true. so I used to stutter. Do you know that about me? You stuttering now with a whole bunch of bombs on this podcast. No, but like right I, I legitimately in sixth grade changed schools. And I had to read out loud. I got stuck on a word and I just, it's horrified me. This like lie perfection, like people are laughing. I was like, so don't stutter again. So by saying don't stutter, I would stutter more. Mm. And then what you resist persists by not putting myself in environments of speaking. I went backwards. Carry, right. And then I would tell myself I can't speak in public. Again, that's, that's rule number three is the power of how you see yourself, the power of self-image that I would act out how I see myself. So I was a hot mess for a long time. I, I went to speech therapy, bro, when I was 27. I went back when I was 31. I did Toastmasters for like three years where I'm giving speeches every you know every week. And I, I failed so many times as a public speaker, like just massively, just silent for like 45 seconds in front of like 200 people. Like being on this like conference call, WebEx, where it's my turn to present and I couldn't even speak. It's like crickets. Or like I'm, I have to present in front of a doctor and my, my manager's there and I legitimately said two words I couldn't talk. So like I've walked it, I've lived it, but I know this, man, if you make your mess your message and get vulnerable and, and talk about it instead of hide behind it. On your losses or somebody else will. Yeah, and I, I say, you know, face it, bounce back and learn. Get comfortable being un uncomfortable. The most performers, we lie to ourselves thinking that they're not nervous. They are. Nerves are normal, but you face it. And then you bounce back, you learn from it. And that's the only way to really do it. So get, listeners, come up with the reset word. Have a reset routine. And then take a moment to step back. Like, what's what's the lesson? This is from the book Principles by Ray Dalio, one of the wealthiest dudes in the world. He's a hedge fund investor. He's like, every every failed investment is a lesson. It's another great book. And I let, I, you know, I don't let, let live in my head. I live, live in the page and I learn from it and I move on. This is called next play speed. How fast can you get to that next play? The Human Performance Institute in Florida researched what makes the number one tennis players number one. They found one trait. It wasn't serve speed. They're able to recover the fastest. Self-soothe. That's it. Now we're going to move into uh, skill number five, which is process-focused. This is from Dr. Sean Acor out of Harvard. Great book called the the happiness Advantage. dude so good yeah dude everyone need, that's a must read for everyone I learned so much from him so his entire <laughs> research is centered around positive psychology not studying why we're miserable or depressed it's like let's study happy people happiness research yeah and he and his wife is too yeah well and and he <laughs> and he found that this fallacy that we think is I need to have success first and I'll be happy that's a lie he says people who are grateful and happy first achieve success and sustain it longer. But that's part of like the journey is the reward, not the outcome. It's not the pursuit of happiness. That's bullshit. The pursuit is happiness. Right. Fall in love with the process. And part of being in a flow state is the activity is the reward, not the outcome. So being process focuses a few things. What's in my control? Control what you can control. Stop majoring in minor things. Boats sink from water not outside the boat. Boats sink when water gets inside that boat. Mm -hmm. So let's build a fortress on what I call EPAs, energy pulling activities. What are EPAs that pull your focus away? Know them. Self-scout. Shout out to my, my boy Kobe. He calls it self-edit, self-audit. What, what things are holding your focus away? Like, know those. And, and starve your distractions. Feed your focus. What's in my control? Yeah. Your ACE. Attitude, concentration, effort. You have control over that. Got them acronyms locked up. Got a lot of them. You know, <laughs> WIN stands for what's important. Now I can go. I can give you a million of them. Um, I um, we're running deep no, we're, on time. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, so what I want you guys to do is I want you to self-scout. And these are what I call, a few more acronyms, your hit list, high, highly important tasks, your MITs, most important tasks, behaviors precede success, act like a 13. So what are three habits you're going to do every day regardless of how you feel? Lock them in. Whether it's get up early, mindfulness, whether it's journaling, whether it's creating your, your list for the day, 
whether it's as a in sales, you have to you're gonna cold call forty people a day. Like just get those down and do it regardless. And non negotiables. Yeah, and I say focus on the root, not the fruit. People get seduced by the fruit. What do people think? Accolades, stats, numbers. You can't control those. What you can't control is watering and tending to your land. If you tend to your land and do the the behaviors and the actions, this is from my dude Trevor Moad. He calls it the illusion of choice. Another goat. Goat mentor. He's phenomenal. He says there's this illusion of choice. People think you have options. The path to greatness, there are no options. It's so, so th- good. Do you think Tom Brady has options to play at 42? That's such a valuable lesson. Do you think Vince Carter, who would play till he's 42, has options? He doesn't. He sleeps nine hours a night. He hydrates. He gets treatment. He doesn't eat crappy stuff. He doesn't go out and party. If you want to be elite, you don't have choices. Winners do what non-winners are not willing to do. You have every right to be average. Guess what? You want to be average? Eat the wrong stuff. Watch the wrong stuff. Have negative people around you. Make excuses. But being process focused is what's in my control. I'm going to identify these key behaviors. Again, conscious competence. Now I'm going to rep them so it's unconscious. I do without thinking. I focus on the gain, not the pain. I know it's hard, but I know there's something good that's going to come from this. Hmm. A lot of people, they, they act, you know, out of preference not principle. Say that again. Okay. The goal is to act out of principle, not preference, because you're not going to feel motivated. That's the biggest lie. That's so good. That people think that these high achievers are always motivated. They're not. But they have the vision. They have the the, the best version of themselves. They have their values. Yeah, that, that identity carries That core them. identity. Yes. And like, oh, I always forget names. I'm not a morning person. Well, guess what? You're right. But if you say... Go back to our theme. I'm a 13. I'm act like it. I'm act regardless of how I feel. I'm acting because I know if I want to be great, I have to do these things. And then, you know, even when you're nervous or not confident, like we like to say act your way into the feeling. I call this M3, movement, momentum, then motivation. Just move. It's the start that stops people. So if you can just get started, one small step, atomic habits, a little, a lot. How, how, how have I written five books in less than three years. I just write a little a day. And I know it, I'm not feeling motivated. I'm just going to get started. Once I write two crappy chapters, now or that's gets me into that rhythm. Now I feel motivated now. You know, it's this is Newton's first law. An object and idol stays an idol. An object in motion stays in motion. Absolutely. So just have a bias for action. But process focuses. What are your routines and habits? Okay, we're in quarantine. Your, your world has been blown up. Well, set some new goals take out a piece of paper and draw out an action plan for the day and identify these are my three non-negotiables. These are my three MITs I do regardless. For me, it's I exercise every single day, which means I have to get up at like probably 5.30 and I do mindfulness and I set that one intention for the day so I know what I have to get done. If I've done that, I've already won because the day is set up. So let's go. Bada boom, bada bam. So that, that's what I got. Just know that uh, it's just never perfect, man. Success is not a straight line. You're going to have a few bad days. It's okay. Just get back on the horse. Absolutely. Have the same empathy for yourself as you other people. But, yeah, just hunt the good stuff, gratitude. Give, serve, you know, grow. That's I taught being a G. Gratitude, giving, growing every day. And uh, just so grateful for everyone for listening. Mm. For all the listeners, uh, Colin just read all of that off the teleprompter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, that's that's what I preach about you is you can tell when somebody has something in their spirit, in their mind, in their heart, when they live it out because it's all accessible on a moment's notice, you know, and just through conversation, you know, you can go on for hours because you live it, you know, and you do it and all the people around you respect you for it. And that's why we're sitting here today. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming yeah. on. I'm sure this is just the first yeah. time because... We just hit the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Kind of end with one thing. This is, this is my challenge today. This is my challenge today. What's one thing you've been avoiding or delaying because of a past mistake or a fear? I want you to write it down. I want you to read it back to yourself. I want you to tell someone. Write it, read it, speak it. A fear, self-doubt. Just the act of reading it back to yourself kind of is like, wow, some more awareness there. Telling someone will relieve 70% of that fear, and it's gut-wrenching, but just tell them. 
that's going to set in motion. Now, what's one action you're going to do right now to help you lean closer to achieving that thing? Mm-hmm. One thing, just one, not a billion things. What's one thing you're going to do? And just start there. So I would just, let's try to make this even more simple. What's one thing you've been avoiding in your life because of a past mistake or something you want because you feel like you're not good enough? This is what's called imposter syndrome. That's a lie. Write it, read it, speak it. Tell someone. If you do what you fear the most, there's nothing you cannot do. Let's go. Absolutely. My brother, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, Colin Henderson 2 Wells on the IG. My game on TikTok is weak sauce, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. You can hit me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter, I'm like C underscore Hen83. But my website is the colinhenderson.com and if you're listening to this podcast OTL I have an online mental toughness course life life changer hey. if you enter save 100 you'll save 100 in the in the code and we keep keeps it 100 that's it I love it my brother it's so good to to have you 12 our OTL listeners thank you guys as always and uh, go to transfuse you get OTL 10 get you 10% off go get it stay hydrated and uh, till next time my friends they have the leash. Woo! OTL, you know what it is. <laughs>